Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, author of Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Life and host of this podcast, Incredible Life Creator. And today my guest is Mr. Rob Provenzano. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Kimberly? I am Dr. Great. Kimberly, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. So let me just read your bio so people have a, know a little bit about you. Yeah. So Rob Provenzano started in the IT world then transition to business and marketing. He has been helping small companies grow large through planning, optimization, and automation, marketing, sales, and operations for over 35 years. From helping small business develop automated lead generation and conversion solutions to running events across North America for some of the biggest name speakers, Rob helps you with what you need. It's not a one solution fits all approach. All right. Well, Rob, I'd like to hear more about that and more about you. So why don't you start out by telling us about you, how you started and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, um, sure. I, well, I, you know, I, I got started, as, as you said, in IT, uh, got into putting in financial systems, process management systems, things like that. So I studied IT, then finance, accounting, and uh, worked my way all the way up through the ranks um, and was eventually, I was director at Sun Life Financial, was running a large software development team and realized, wow, I hated it. Uh, then, uh, then fortunately, I, I got downsized in, in, uh, in the subprime crisis, got career coaching, and they ran all the tests and said, you're in the wrong profession. You need to be working with people. And uh, so I thought, well, that's that's great after all these years. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really sort of, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I started just going out and hanging out with people I liked. Um, some of them were holistic healers, coaches, speakers. And I kind of thought, you know, I love this group. None of them are making any money. Um, and, and it's not all about the money, but you got to pay the bills at the end of the day. So I started working with them and teaching them about business and we got into marketing and then somehow I found myself producing events. Uh, I, I worked all over North America with, with some pretty big names like, you know, Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and, and people like that. Uh, eventually got trained by Joel Bauer, uh, started an events company, then eventually kind of shut that down, went back to the corporate world, but I took everything I learned from the events world to corporate. And so we started doing really interesting corporate events. And eventually, you know, COVID hit and I kind of thought, you know, I, I miss the speaking business, but there's not a lot of speaking business with no platforms. Right. So we just went online. And so I started working with people and saying, okay, if you're going to go online, here's how you market. Here's how you promote yourself. Everybody's going online, but everybody sounds exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And everybody's promoting the, the features rather than the benefits of what they do. So, you know, the, the secret to really connecting with people is find out what their problem is and solve it for them. It, it's really that simple. And people, people will say, it can't be that simple. No, it really is. And most people just aren't getting it. Mm -hmm. Show somebody you can help them by helping them. That's, that's the real secret to, to marketing success. That and sounds so simple. <laughs> It, it kind of is, but but I'll be the first person to admit I still get stuck doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. it, it's like trying to write your own resume. You know, you, you can write anybody's resume except yours. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that that makes total sense because I come on this podcast and I present people and I promote people. But when people ask me about me, oh, let's hear, let's talk about you. <laughs> it's it's so much easier, and you know, a lot of the experts say people love to talk about themselves. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. but i'm really curious about you (laughs) yeah so and that you know that sort of it's an interesting thing because i i was trained by joel bauer i was trained as a speaker but i realized i could impact way more lives by putting better speakers on a stage than i could be on a stage so i just got really good at putting other people on a stage that really had a transformative message and getting that out to the world Awesome. It's great that you could see that for yourself. Sometimes we're so much into what we're doing. We don't see the possibilities, but you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was quite eye-opening. I think it was probably like three o'clock in the morning and I went, wait a second. If I really (laughs) want to change things, would I do it all myself or would I build a team? Well, I would build a team. That's my background. So Mm -hmm. I thought, why wouldn't I do what I do, which is put people on stages and promote let them do the speaking because they're better at it than I am. I'm better at the promoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then it just got to the point where so many people were calling me. I said, you know, I need to start teaching speakers how to promote themselves. That's that's sort of the next step in the evolution. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. before we get on here, we were talking about, you know, you're from Kitchener, Canada. Yeah. And I was saying that, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in Port Huron, Michigan, and my band used to go to Kitchener every year at Oktoberfest, and we would play in the band. And so that's how I knew where Kitchener was. Yeah. But um, tell me a little bit about growing up in, you know, growing up in Canada, because you said you went into IT, but when you were a little kid, were you thinking, I want to go into IT? What were you thinking when you are younger? What do I want to be? And how did you end up in IT? Yeah, you know, I well, IT really didn't exist when I was a kid. Uh, you know, it, it really wasn't a thing. Uh, but what I I loved, I loved art, I loved creation, but I was also extremely logical. You know, I was I was the guy, I remember I was three years old and I was in the backyard and I had a hammer and a baby aspirin bottle. And it was hitting the aspirin bottle to see how hard you had to hit it to break it. <laughs> and of course my mom just got pissed off because i broke the glass all over the backyard but i'm uh-huh. like no i really want to know how hard do you need to hit that to break it and i i think i was three and that's when they realized i was just not normal <laughs> no. <laughs> you know i i just love to figure out how things work um mm-hmm. so even even when i got into computers it was never i was good at programming but i never I was never fascinated by programming. I was fascinated by solving problems mm-hmm. and process and how things work and why they work the way they work. And uh, so when I got into marketing, it really wasn't so much that I was great at marketing. I was just good at process. And I could figure out a process to make marketing work. Cool. So let me ask you this. From yeah. a process person, how do you approach art? Like what kind of art do you like to do or are you still doing art? And if so, how do you think you approach art differently than someone else would? Um, I I approached art sort of very geometrically. 
like a lot of my stuff would be like mazes or you know complex intricate pieces um you know like i couldn't actually draw a person that was never my forte mm -hmm. but you know like this is balanced and in this these words need to go here and that needs to go there because that's how the page looks good so in terms of layout and things like that i was i was good at that but in terms of actual drawing or painting no i, I did not have that skill set but that makes total sense with what you're doing now or what you were doing which is you're taking speakers yeah and you're formatting them basically you're making them look good to the world or whoever's going to hire them using that process skill so the artistic yeah. piece of the 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 beauty of the whole thing but then the process part of putting it all together and making it look good and presentable yeah yeah and and you know the the interesting part and I was having this discussion recently a lot of what I do, so whether it's a, a web page, landing page, whatever, it's actually way less complicated. I strip all the useless stuff out. You go, okay, here's the title. That's the problem you're solving. Here's your video. That's how you're solving the problem. There's your call to action. They go, where's the rest of the page? You don't need it. <laughs> it doesn't actually convert any better by putting all that text in there. <laughs> And you said the magic word, convert. So there's so many people that have websites and they're beautiful, but people go and look at them for a few seconds and then they go away from it or they find the information they want and they go away from it, but that doesn't convert into any sales or customers or anything. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's just like, wow, that's a beautiful web page. You know, well, what was it about? I don't know, but it was beautiful. <laughs> 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 doesn't help you in the money department or the customer department exactly yeah how how well is that converting for you <laughs> yeah. exactly so um when you um took the corporate events and made them fun because i don't know about you but when i think of corporate events i don't think of fun i think of people who have to be there because their company's there and they, they have to attend. So what did you do differently to make those events more fun? Well, a lot of it, I mean, some of it's format for sure, but a lot of it's working with the speakers because uh, they, they know their stuff, but a lot of them are so nervous that they're like very stiff. Very, uh -huh. and, and it's just information, information, information. And you look at their PowerPoint slides and it's like, did you think of putting a picture there instead of all that text? Because <laughs> the second you put text up, people are going to stop listening to you and start reading your text. Mm -hmm. No, just, just put a picture up there. Well, how do I remember what to talk about? I'm like, if you don't know what you're talking about, you shouldn't be on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> that that so, makes sense. And I've been there and I remember, I know just, going over and over that that talk even when you know the subject remembering the things in order that the way you want to say them you know and think oh man i don't want to get up there and go oh i missed that whole section over there <laughs> well you know what's interesting though like if you watch some speakers and they'll get up there and, and they'll just they'll talk and people are just right into it and they'll get off stage and said what did i say <laughs> Because they don't know, they're just so in the flow, but the audience loves it. And they say, well, I forgot to mention that point. It okay. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the audience was engaged. They were buying you at that point. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. What What are the, some of the tips you give speakers as far as just for engagement? Um, in engagement, like I don't really teach speaking so much per se. We we do more of the presentation tech and things like that. Mm -hmm. But but really, it's like get up there and and this comes from my mentor Joel Bauer. So just speak from the heart. Mm -hmm. Speak about what you know, um, and be up there genuinely to help people. Because if if you're there actually to help people, people know you're there to help them. It doesn't matter if your speech is perfect. They don't care. <laughs> That, that makes sense because I've heard some people that definitely aren't perfect speakers, but, you know, every, every eye, every ear was pointed towards them. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen speakers get up on stage that are just masterful speakers, but nobody cares what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, or and then you get some some people like young amateur speakers that that have really no training but they're passionate about what they what they're doing and that's infectious mm -hmm. people want that people want to associate with that so if you can bring that to what you're doing and selling uh you know th that's a great combination and 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 i don't mean selling just to sell something and make money but you know if you're actually passionate about what you're selling and you believe in it you really think it's going to help people that comes across Mm -hmm. for sure yeah, that makes total sense and so now you're actually working with companies growing companies scaling companies tell me more about what you're doing with that um again it, it's similar so when we build like video based uh, sales funnels um we, we there's a whole process people go through and they're like i know how to do a video yeah, no, you, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's an entire process. And yes, you're going to go through the entire thing. <laughs> so we teach them how to properly identify, okay, what is your target market? But not only, you know, you typically they do the, the demographics. And it's like, well, they're this old and they're this here and they're this, they live here. And yeah, no, that that's that's cool. But what's really relevant is what's their biggest problem? What keeps them up at night? What do they say to themselves when no one else is listening? Mm -hmm. Solve those problems. Now you've got a client who's interested in working with you because they know you understand their problems and you've given them a, and here's how you can solve it. And here's who I've done it for. That's, that's really the secret to converting clients. You know, it's, it's, and it, it's gotta be authentic. You know, it's it's like you have to believe it. You have to have done it. You have mm -hmm. to have helped other people do it. Um, and and you bring that to the corporate world and they're like, well, that's really weird. But try it. And, uh, you know, w when I was with my former company, we put over 500 companies through that. Not a single one of them failed. Like every one of them got that's at impressive. least 300% like growth. Rate. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. So, um. You know, because we have YouTube and all this information, you hear all sorts of things. You should just put a webinar on and attract a bunch of people. You should have this sales funnel that has 10 levels, you know, you're, you're beginning $50 product, well, $49, $47 product, and then your $300 product, and then your $10,000. What's the best thing to do these days? Because it's very good. When you look in the marketplace, it is all over the place and it's a little confusing for people who don't know marketing. Yeah. You know, 
it's <laughs> that's a complex question because people that are just starting out don't have a ton of credibility yet. So they either need to create a side deal where they're not necessarily charging people the full price, but the people they're helping aren't allowed to disclose how little they paid mm -hmm. to get the credibility. Um, then it, it's really people say, well, you know, do you have a low ticket, high ticket? And, and you know, I've, I've worked with people and they're like, yeah, we start at $27,000. <laughs> If you can't afford it, it's not the right program. Now, those guys are great in their market. Uh, but, you know, when, when Don and I first started, you know, going back and working with coaches and speakers again, they can't afford a $15,000 funnel, most of them. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what can we do to help them? And it's not so much what can we sell them now to get money. It's like, what can we give them that's going to help them start to generate some money so they can start paying for their business? And then we can give them more advanced training because if we gave them the super advanced training right off the bat, they wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. Mm -hmm. Don't have the experience yet. Too much, too complicated. Ab absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, if, if you're a doctor, you start with bandaging wounds. You don't do brain surgery, right? You're first That's day right. We don't do marketing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, exactly. We just can help fix people, you know, heal them, but not, you know, you can't be... A jack of all trades. I mean, some people try to be, but I don't think you can be really good at something if you don't concentrate on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you start you start at the beginning. You know, you you do a small event, and you know, I've I've done some big events where people say, "Well, you you know, you did this event for Joel Bauer. You put like fifteen hundred people in a room. Could you do that for me?" No. <laughs> Why not? Well, because no one knows who you are. <laughs> you're not joe bauer yeah. if anybody listening if you haven't heard of joe bauer go look him up because yeah he's joe bauer he just has to say hey you want to come on over i'm 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 gonna be over here and people from across the country maybe across the world show yeah, up people there. fly into uh, yeah i'm yeah. gonna do this event out of my bathroom today and, and he actually does broadcast out of his bathroom i know he does i've it's learned insane. from him <laughs> and, and you know he'll go well, I just put the word out and like 500 people showed up for my Zoom. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little different, but, you know, start, start where, you know, you can. If you get 10 people in a room, you got 10 people in a room, mm -hmm. then go to 20 and 30. And, you know, don't think you're, you're doing a thousand people your first event. And if you ever try doing an event with a thousand people in it, like you're running all over the room, like crazy, like, no, that, that's not where you start. And it's uh, a or, lot of work. If people haven't done events, they don't realize the behind the scenes, you know, you see oh, the yeah. speaker or the people up front and doing all this stuff, but behind the scenes, behind the stage, behind, you know, the other rooms that are outside the room are, you know, 50 people running around, making sure everything is working the way it should. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, when, when I was producing events, like, you know, if, if the event started at nine, you were typically there by five in the morning. Uh, and then you go all day. And then, you know, like maybe by two o'clock, you're finally getting back to your hotel. Room. Mm. <laughs> and people say, well, it's not like you do anything. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> if you think we're not doing every anything, that means we're actually doing our jobs because uh -huh. you don't know everything that's going wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good point. So, 
Um, so let's just start from the beginning. So yeah. let's say someone is just starting out. They don't even know who their customer is. They know what problem, they kind of know what problem they want to solve, but how do they, first of all, figure out if that problem that they know how to solve, people even need that problem solved? And how do they define those people? Like who's that, what's their avatar? That, that's a great question. Now, I normally don't work with startups um, just because they don't know those things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and so it's, it's a lot, you don't want to pay a guy like me to come in and help you figure that out. Cause you're, you're guessing at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm typically the guy you bring in when you're, you've hit, you know, like 500,000 and, and you're ready to really scale up, uh, from, from a corporate perspective. Um, you know, th that's where you want to be bringing a guy like me in. Cause you know who your avatar is, you know, what your product is, you know what it does. If you're a speaker, uh, it's, it's really, okay. Well, what do you talk about? What are you passionate about? And then I'll start saying, well, have you done any market research? And who have you talked to about this? You know, have you looked at speaking on someone else's stage? And in a lot of them, when they're starting out, like you might have to pay to speak on somebody's stage. But the advantage is they're filling a room and you can't. So you get the experience uh, and, and then all producers talk to each other. Uh, we, we don't look at each other's competition. In fact, we'll we'll send people to each other's events. It, it, it's mm -hmm. like it's a very weird kind of thing. Whereas you know, a lot of speakers are are no, no, they're my competition. Producers are like, no, that's that's my collaboration partner. We're going to JV on this thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's really you know, speak about it and see what resonates with people. Um, a lot of times, especially newer speakers, get up on stage and they start talking. And they stop paying attention to what's registering with the audience. Mm -hmm. You really got to look, um, you know, even on Zoom, like I, I like to say, okay, guys, if, if you're going to show up, make sure your camera's on. And part of that is I want to see the audience reaction. Is what I'm saying making sense? Mm -hmm. Is it landing? Because it, it makes sense to me. It may not make sense to them. Um, you know, and, and a great example of this. So so my wife is is Chinese. Um, so I'll test things on her and, and she'll just look at me and go, I don't know. <laughs> That's not going to work with an international audience. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a really great idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So then yeah. um, when you're working with the bigger companies, like the corporate companies, how do you work with them? Um, they're, they're a little more interesting. They're, they're very much return on investment driven. Um, so typically when I go into a, with a consult with them, it's like, well, okay, how many, how many appointments, sales appointments are you currently getting? Um, what's your closing ratio? What's your price point? So, you know, if we doubled the number of clients you're currently getting and, and having sales appointments with, it should equal this based on your selling price. It should come out to this. So based on your ROI, we can show you about 300% in about four months. But they've got to have the numbers to be able to do that. Like I've had people call me in and say, well, what, what's what's the ROI? And I said, well, what are you selling now? Well, we have, we've never sold anything. But what's really difficult for me to give you a calculation than if you've right. never actually sold anything. <laughs> um, and, and the bigger guys, you know, it's some, sometimes it takes a long time for them to make a decision. Um, but, you know, we did an event with a really large company. Um, I won't mention the name because I'm not allowed. Um, but, but you would know them if they did. 
And, and uh, they said, we're, we're having trouble filling this event. And I said, well, what kind of an event? And they said, it's a golf tournament. <laughs> You're having trouble filling a golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that'd be easy one, right? <laughs> and I'm like, let me let me see your messaging. And I looked at the messaging and I went, okay, we're, what's the first line? You're talking about networking equipment. No, golf tournament, come as our guest. <laughs> That's your first line. <laughs> <laughs> so we completely redid it. We redid their whole pitch for them. They, they, you know, after the, everybody played golf and they had a few drinks and they did their presentation. They spoke for about 90 minutes and did $5.1 million in sales. I said, See, that's how you do it. And they said, great. We want you to roll this out right across North America. <laughs> More golf tournaments, more. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and, and it's funny because people think, okay, they're a big company. They've got tons of marketers. They must know this stuff. No. No, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> That's just amazing that they don't. Yeah, it's like, well, what's your target market? And they'll, they'll tell me, and I'm like, and what's their biggest pain point? I'm like, okay, so having been somebody in that role previously, that is not their biggest pain point. I'm telling them <laughs> that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they're even targeting the wrong people and the wrong problem. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're, they're, tar yeah, they're targeting, well, they're targeting the right people, but with the wrong messaging. Uh -huh. It's like, okay, we can help solve all these technical things. I said, by the time you're your chief information officer, you're not really concerned about the technology. You're concerned about the business and the returns and the value you're adding to the business. They don't care about the technology anymore. Mm -hmm. Don't pitch the tech. It's the solution. Mm -hmm. So when you get the message right and you're, you know, working on getting more leads, more customers coming in. Yeah. Do their closing rate goes up just because of the quality of the leads coming in as well as the number? Ab absolutely. So in, in a lot of times we'll say, you know, to start, you're actually going to get less meetings. But your closing ratio is going to go up. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, so if right now your closing ratio is 20%, and they went, oh, some days, yeah. But some days it's only 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if it went up to 80, would you be okay with less meetings? They're like, yeah, of course. Great. Let's get the right people in front of you and let's pre-educate them and nurture them before they ever talk to you. So, but by the time they do, they already know what you do and they know they want it and they're ready to buy it. Now you're making way less calls and you're never making a cold call again. Mm -hmm. go, oh, I like that. And, and coaches are the same thing. Like, you know, especially coaches starting out, they're like, I'll take anybody. No, no you don't want anybody. <laughs> I don't want anybody. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are those people that will suck all of the available time you that, have in your calendar. Sure. Out. Yeah. yeah. I always say that I don't want any crabby patients, you know, they're crabby and they're complaining and they say, well, I'm going to leave. Say, go ahead. Go see Dr. So-and-so down the road. Cause we, we, we don't want to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. And, and it's, it's a tough position for a lot of new people to be in. Cause they're like, I need to make money. But if you burn yourself out trying to make that money, mm -hmm. you're never going to succeed. You just won't. Yeah. And you're not going to get the results you want either. Yeah. And you, if you're, if you're new, you definitely want testimonials. You're not going to get a testimonial from that person. <laughs> yeah. So um, how do you do lead generation 
these days and and how do you convert more leads um so so there's there's two sort of aspects to this and and a lot of people collapse them uh it really is two very separate things so there's lead generation um, and it depends whether it's business to business or business to consumer. Business to consumer is done very well on LinkedIn or, or on Facebook. Uh, there's groups of people that are your target market. Now you you've got to wade through a lot of them that aren't because you know like if you go to a coaching group, fifty percent are going to be marketers. <laughs> all they're looking for the coaches. Uh, so you've got to go through and wade through and find coaches. Um, you know, a, a good example recently is I, I joined a group and, and you do have to pay for it, but I send a message, I get a connection. Um, mm -hmm. And probably 50% immediately want to jump on a Zoom meeting. Whereas a lot of groups, you can send 20 friend requests out and you get nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's a, it's a shortcut. It's not expensive to, to join a good networking group. Um, for business to business, LinkedIn is, is still the king. Because um, I, I can go on LinkedIn and say, give me the CEO level of all the companies in this location. And it just spits out all the CEOs. I go, okay, friend connect, friend connect, friend connect. Uh -huh. Now, once they've connected, the next step is what we call the lead conversion. So that's where the video-based funnels come in. And and it, it's really like, uh, people say, is it like a video sales page? Imagine it like a series of video sales pages. So every week you're going to get a new video training on the things that should be the biggest problems that you're facing in, in you know, whatever market you're in. Mm -hmm. And we're going to solve them for you. And then we're going to give you examples of people we've solved them for. And at the end, it's just a very low key, you know, we've given you some information now. Hopefully that helps. Uh, if you'd like some more information, just click the button below and book a call. I'm happy to talk. And I like that soft sell. I call it a soft sell. Yeah, it, it's super soft. Um, and people say, does that work? Well, we, we have one guy and, and he was convinced it would not work. So he came in and we shot his videos. Um, and he said, okay, let's launch it to my list. I said, how big's your list? He said, 4,000. I said, let's not do that. I said, let's start small. He goes, no, launch the entire list. I said, okay. So he phones me the very next day and says, turn this thing off. You just killed all my salespeople for the next three months. <laughs> I told you it works. <laughs> because I didn't believe so that's a great testimonial right there. Yeah, absolutely. Turn this thing off. You're killing my salespeople. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, okay, you just told your people their biggest problem, which it was. You told them how to solve it, and then you just offered to help them with it. Mm -hmm. It works. It, it, it's not really complicated. People want to make it complicated, but it's not. Yeah. Well, if you've ever done marketing or thought how to do that copywriting piece, you can sit there for a long time thinking about it. Okay. Is this, is, is this going to work right? Is this word is this particular word going to offend someone, or are they going to take a different meaning from this word? I mean, it can get pretty intense thinking about how to actually message something with the right words and and the right, um, I don't know, the feeling. I don't know what you call it, but that the the, the right emotion. 
Yeah, no, it, it's very true. Um, it, it It's almost like, though, the the people make it way too complicated. They way overthink it. Like, I, I watch, I, I don't have cable anymore, but when I did, you know, I, you, you see a commercial on TV or something and you go, who is that appealing to? <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not me. And so I hope I'm not the target market here. <laughs> and, and I see that with, uh, you know, I, I had a guy call me a, a few few weeks ago and, you know, here in, in Waterloo, Kitchener, we're, we're like the tech capital of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so young guy, and he said, hey, we, uh, I, I got a tech company and, and we have this totally disruptive product built for old guys like you. okay so first of all (laughs) let me tell you guys my age don't like to be reminded that we're old no secondly we don't like anything disruptive yeah (laughs) you might have great tech but man your messaging is totally sucking (laughs) i said so here's what you want to say hey are you having a challenge in this area of your life would you like some help with that? Because we've created this technology that enables you to do this and this and this with far less effort. But that I'd be interested in. Exactly. And and that brings me to another question. Yeah. So a lot of times when you're choosing your avatar, you're naming a certain age group, gender, maybe even race or or yeah. groups of yogis or whatever. Um, but do you want to mention that in your marketing? I've heard it both ways where you should say, I'm looking for coaches who, and there's other ones where they say, they're just kind of like, it's just like, do you like what you just said? Are you having this problem? But they don't really name the the avatar. They're just asking like the you, the universal. Um. It it depends. I mean, there, there's a lot of lot of differing opinions on that. I I really hyper target. So like is as detailed as possible. And a lot of people say don't do that because because well, what if somebody else wants your product? We'll launch another campaign geared to that avatar. <laughs> like you're not stuck with. And people think, okay, if I pick that avatar, I'm stuck with it. No, that's just your first avatar. You do a Dudler campaign and go on to your second avatar. <laughs> and that makes total sense to me. So I'm a person that I like to master things. So I want to get really good at that. And I go intensely into it and I get good at it. But then I have, I'm curious about everything. So, but once I've mastered that, I'm like, oh, what about this thing over here? And I'll go master that. So when I think of the avatars, I think, let's master this group of people. What yeah. is it they want? Be really good at helping them. And then as you're hearing that other people saying, I want it, see how many in the same group of people want that. That would be your next avatar. But you've already perfected it here and you just need to make a few little tweaks. Yeah, like when we're we're marketing the the, the funnel technology in the videos, everyone gets the same solution. It doesn't matter who they are. Everyone gets the same one. How they get there is different. Mm Mm-hmm. But the, the the funnel tech is exactly the same for every single person. So you had to master the funnel tech first. Yes. And now you can. And we mastered it by building it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we tested everything we used first. Mm-hmm. So, so we knew it works because clients were coming in. And then we refined it working with clients uh, until, until we got to the point where the tech's the tech and people go, well, you don't understand marketing this for, for this kind of market. 
it's the same. Nothing. The message changes, mm-hmm. but the solution itself does not change. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So let's say you have all these leads coming in now. Yeah. And you t- gave the example of the one guy that had so many that basically he couldn't handle them. And that's not good for a business either to grow so fast that they cannot deliver. Yeah. So how taking it from the people coming in, now we actually have the leads. What do we do so we don't mess it up? So we actually convert these leads and we don't do something to make them go away. That, that's a great question because that's exactly what happened to us. Uh, yeah, we, we had so many leads coming in. Uh, we, we realized, okay, we're great. We've, we've mastered marketing. Um, we need sales help. So we went out and we brought in some sales experts. And went, okay, now how do we sell to all these people that are coming in? And then, of course, you know, once we started closing and we're closing like 80, 90 percent of the calls coming in. How are we delivering on all this? Yeah, that's right. That, was, that was the next. And, and that's when I had to, you know, take my marketing hat off and put the process engineering hat back on and go, how do we re-engineer this entire delivery process so we can actually do all this work? Um, so it's it it is kind of like a full end-to-end business consulting by the time you're done. Hmm. But if you ask a, a CEO, what's your biggest problem in, in, in business right now? There's a lack of leads. May not be, but that's the that's what they think it is. Mm-hmm. So you got to lead with that and sort of get your foot in the door and go, okay, if we can get you more leads, now what's going to happen with the conversion? What's going to happen with sales? What's going to happen with operations? Do you have a big enough admin department to get all those invoices out and get them collected? Mm-hmm. And whether you do that work or not, that's when you want a network of people to say, okay, I don't do that, but... I have a friend or colleague who does, mm-hmm. I'd like to introduce you to. Um, and, and that's really when business starts growing like crazy because you're referring people, they're referring people to you. And it's almost like you're creating a virtual consulting firm of, of people that are just really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you do have a new product out um, this presentation product why don't you talk about that because you were telling me a little bit about it before we got on here and i'm like oh this is exciting yeah this this is actually something that was just recently released and and again it's a joel bauer but joel's been using this for years with phenomenal results and essentially what it is is it's a small flip book but it's all video based so you can read a chapter and go oh i'd like to know more about that you click on the video or you scan the QR code with your phone and up comes the video explaining that segment. So when you get it, it's it's like an 11-page book. You go, okay, well, I can go through that in no time. Then you start seeing all the videos. And, you know, the one that, that Don, my partner, just built, not only does he walk you through the entire process, then he gives you an entire hour and a half training. All for free. And then he even throws in a free consultation call. And people are like, this is nuts. Um, and it is a little nuts because I've, I've got like 46 calls in the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 46 so, calls. I hope you have some help for that. Some of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it is like, okay, that worked a little better than we thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. People look at it and go, this is so simple. I want one. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, as part of your membership to our organization, we, we can do a book for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, when when you when you actually see it, you kind of go, 
this is really simple. But then you get into it, go, wow, this, there's a lot of thought that went into this. Yeah. Yep. And you, you guys do have, have, have one for people, right? You had given me the yeah. link earlier. Yeah. We're, we're giving it away for free right now. <laughs> so I'll make sure it's in the show notes, but it's, um, the, you said this is your, your partner's name, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, Don, D-O-N, Picula. Yeah. Is that cool. right? Yep. P-I-K-U-L-A dot com backslash yep. book. Yep. So, and I'll put that in the show notes too, if anybody didn't get that here. So, um, but yeah, you can click on that and, and, and see the, the video flip book. Yeah. And, and you don't even have to give us your email. <laughs> <laughs> you, just you just click on it and see it. Click on it. It's yours. That is so awesome. Well, it proves you can help people by helping them. Yeah. So um, is that where you want people to go to find you? Do you have a website or anything else? Yeah, that's that's the best one. Um, I mean, we do have a corporate site, but for most people, uh, yeah, the donpakula.com brand is is really what we're doing the speakers and trainers and, and coaches uh -huh. under. Uh, it's an established brand. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, that, that's probably the best way. Or, you know, uh, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Rob Provenzano. Yeah. Uh, you probably have to put the spelling in your notes because you know no, nobody will get it. <laughs> yeah, I I I would have forgotten the the D for some reason. Even when I was reading it, I'm like, I okay, I better slow down. <laughs> There's a Z in there, Provenzano. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know the 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 challenge too is when I'm spelling it for Americans and like Z A N O, and they're like, what? Z A? What's a Z? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Canadian coming out there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to ask you a personal question, I ask everybody towards the end of the podcast here. Oh. So, what gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point? You know, it's that's that's an interesting question, and one I spent a lot of time actually paying attention to and sort of trying to distill. Um, like I, I remember just like even watching cartoons when the good guys win and like, I'm crying. Huh. I love to see people win. I want people to win. And that's what drives me. So when I'm doing events and things like that, it's sure you make money, but it's not to make money. It's to see, okay, if you actually implement, this is going to transform your life. I want to see your life transformed. That that's what, that's what really lights me up. That is beautiful. And and that's what this podcast is about too. So you're just the perfect fit. So well, thank you for sharing everything that you shared. And thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me despite my, the times I dropped the ball and got busy and like, Rob, are you ever going to answer my survey? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get right on that. <laughs> right after I answered these 46 leads. 46 meetings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And um, I have one last question before we complete. Yeah. What is your best advice on living an incredible, amazing life? Um, yeah. You know, th this is what I'm actually, I, I'm going to steal this because it came from one of my mentors, Dan Locke. And, and Dan Locke said, you know, everyone says, do what you love and the money will come. That's BS. <laughs> do what you love that people will pay for. And the money will come. Mm -hmm. So 
find something you love that's actually solving someone's problem and they will pay you for it every time. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, it was great to be here. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, you take care.